If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Eurogamer Newscast and this week we're talking about the biggest game in the world right now and possibly even the most controversial, Pal World. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is the question, isn't it? Joining me to talk about Pal World this week, it's Eurogamer's news team. We've got Ed Nightingale. Hello. Victoria Kennedy. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. And... Power World is uh, just about a week old at this point, and wow, what a week that it has been. It has clocked up over 8 million sales on Steam. It has at least briefly overtaken Fortnite on Xbox in the US in terms of concurrent player numbers. It is the big story of the week. Loads of people are playing it. Loads of people are wondering what on earth it is all about. And a lot of people are saying it looks quite similar to another game about catching and battling monsters including this morning the pokemon company itself which has said that it is investigating um possible copyright infringement what a week yeah (laughs) yeah it's this game has been bananas like i remember before it sort of recently access was like oh this is like pokemon with guns game thing like i think we maybe had like one or two articles on on the site maybe and now suddenly like everyone has heard about it like kids in the playground at school are talking about it like it's actually unbelievable how many people know this game from seemingly almost nowhere hmm. yeah it, it's, it's all over twitch as well like it's every a proper twitch viral hit yeah it's and yeah obviously we've been covering it on Eurogamer all week too and you know there, there are certain times of the year where we get these games that either they just release and we know that they're going to blow up right like borders gate or there are sort of these organic hits and they just spring into being and it really feels like this is a bit of a moment and that uh you know we can see it from what our readers are responding to and what they're clicking on and and, and clicking around and into more things for um we can see it in search traffic that we get to the site and how many people are currently playing and trying to work out how to play well with power world um and we can also see that it has obviously caught the interest of the industry because of several different angles really but the main one being this potentially um infringing closeness to pokemon um as you said victoria before the game came out everyone was like oh it's pokemon with guns and i actually don't think that that's a great way to describe the game play it's you know, more sort of survivally. It's got Valheim kind of um, mechanics to it too. 
Um, but the similarities to some of the Pokemon creature designs are definitely being picked up by initially fans um, saying, oh, you know, this character looks like that character. Um, and then I think that's sort of the turning point um, after the weekend was people pulling out game character models from mm. 2022's Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet and comparing them to the character models of um, Power World. And they're not, you know, they're not identical, obviously, but um, there are similarities there that are being pointed out. And I think that is probably what prompted today's message. The fact that we've got to this point now where like game data is being analyzed. Um, the Pokemon company can't just sit on, it ha- sit on its hands. But it is a very unusual statement. I can't from, remember anything like it from the Pokemon company. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. Cause there have been other Pokemon like. So is it the Digim- Digimon Digimon series that people have mentioned or Digimon, also bought up? Years yeah. Ago. Um, yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is maybe because I wasn't so involved in the industry at this point, but I don't remember this for all as such about comparisons between the two games at that point. There have been lots of Pokemon style games to the point where Pokemon is sort of its own genre at this point um you know it's almost a metroidvania and i'm trying to think the most recent ones off the top of my head i mean you had bug snacks that was kind of pokemon-y ooblets that was sort of pokemon-y cassette beast last year temtem yeah um there is another one that i can't remember off the top of my head but yeah like there are loads of these games and they make it to market and they sell and everyone's like oh yeah it's kind of like pokemon but I think the difference with Power World, well, there are a couple of differences with Power World. I think the creature designs, I don't know, do you guys agree? I mean, there's a big long Twitter thread that we embedded in one of our stories this week and they're pretty close, right? I mean, there's definitely no, I mean, for for full clarification, anyone listening, I I don't particularly play Pokemon. I know who Pikachu is. I know Eevee. (laughs) Um, But seeing that, so I've heard. I mean, never met him myself. You get him on a bus by poking him on. But uh, other than that, my Pokemon knowledge is slim. But even I know enough to see those side-by-side uh, comparisons. They are incredibly similar. And I mean, there, I think there is there, there is still obviously, like when you look at them, they aren't the same. There is, or there are differences, which obviously there would have to be. But it is quite remarkable how some of these designs have actually been. And I suppose it's that whole, like, you know, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. But I don't know if this is verging on too much flattery and design i appreciate again like we said the game is very different in the sense it's like crafting survival etc but in terms of the character model comparison i feel like i read somewhere that that was faked and someone admitted to faking that but at the same time there is so much discourse around this that i think it's got so confusing as to what's real and what isn't because things can so easily be faked these days mm. um that i think that has really just heightened everything I think for me, like it's, it's just become this big social media discourse and social media is at the heart of it more than anything else in that everybody has an opinion on it. And because it's become so viral and it's become so big that everyone is now just piling on and just escalating it in both directions, that it's just become, it, it's, it's not that I want to sit here and blame Elon Musk, but it's, it's the sort of typical, um, you know, fake media stories and and sort of kind of media illiteracy in a way of people just sharing fake news and no one really knows what's real and what isn't anymore. And that 
if anything, has just heightened the mystery around the game and made people want to play it more to find out for themselves. Mm. Um, yeah, there are all these comparisons. You can make an argument that, you know, there's a sheep pal that looks like a Wooloo, but funny enough, they both look like a sheep because a sheep is a real animal. So you can sort of compare them, but you can also say, well, some of the Pokemon designs maybe aren't that original. Maybe they're based on real animals or maybe they're based on mythical figures. And I'm not surprised that Palworld, A, has taken similar inspiration, or Pocket Pair, I should say, has taken similar inspiration. But equally, I wouldn't be surprised if they have tried to vaguely be similar to Pokemon because that's what's going to sell. They know Pokemon's massive. Mm. So why not make something that is at least a little bit similar to get people interested? And that's where Pokemon with guns came from. And then you play it and realize that's not what the game is at all. But yeah. that is the hook to get people interested. And that's why it's gone viral. I mean, the developer has said that they have taken, like they, they did look at what sold. And so they knew what they were doing when they were curating this experience. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. So there's they, Pokemon, they never... there's Fortnite, there's Ark, there's Elden Ring, there's everything <laughs> in this. And it's an amalgamation of lots of different things. And that's fine if that's what people want. And that clearly is what's selling. Those numbers are incredible. The, the I think you raise an interesting point talking about sort of the social media response to this, Ed, which is that the narrative behind this game is that it is a Pokemon ripoff, right? That's the narrative that you can see all over social media. And uh, I don't think it's a narrative that we saw with any of those other Pokemon style games that we listed just earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that there are a couple of reasons for this. The game has a whiff of... Where has this come from? Who's making it? We're not really sure. Are they using AI? Ooh, I'm not sure about this. And, you know, it, it's it's a company where they've said themselves they don't have many employees. There's lots of sort of chat about, oh, they've hired people and it's just like one person out of college making all of the designs and are they using AI for any of it? Ooh, and so the the narrative is basically we're not sure about these guys. And, uh, yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, it takes a lot to get a game to this point. It's on Game Pass. It's gone through Xbox certification. It's on Steam. Um, and Sony is very interested as well, obviously. We had Shui Yoshida this week coming out being like, oh, yeah, PlayStation. Really want that on there. Um, they've also, you know, for balance, Pocket Pair has, has not only said we don't, we haven't intended to infringe any designs, uh, but also... You know, the discourse that we're getting on social media right now is death threats to our developers, people saying, you've copied Pokemon designs, you deserve to die. And I think we can be clear <laughs> and agree on that not being uh, an appropriate response uh, yes. to this. Definitely. So it, it's it's just a level of controversy and discourse that I've not seen before around any Pokemon style game and it's just whipped up into this frenzy and this po this statement from the Pokemon company today is just the, the latest step in sort of acknowledging the fact that this is such a big deal now um, it really like they they will not have wanted to comment but they will have been forced to comment by the the sheer size of this game yeah. and this story at this point I um just thinking back to like Power World pre early access, I remember looking through its uh, FAQ, and you know you're talking about like we're not sure where this developers come from, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like there's a lot of unknowns about. I know, I know they had another kind of was it a crafting game that was quite similar to Breath of the Wild Craft or something. Craftopia. Craftopia. So I know, like, I know they have got other games under their um, studio, 
But in their FAQ, it actually said, like, this is not a scam, which I thought was quite an interesting thing to actually have to clarify in your frequently asked questions. And I don't know if that's maybe off the back of, like, the day before or like if people are more sensitive about this thing now. Absolutely it is. And I think, to Tom's point earlier, you know, that people were unsure of where this came from. And that just makes me incredibly sad about the state of the industry at the moment, to be honest, that there's this sense of distrust between developers and 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 journalists and the game players and no one knows what to believe anymore because you see something and it's an immediately that's too good to be true that must be done by ai that must be a scam that must be funded by awful people um that's probably got nfts in it like everything is just so negative that people have just forgotten to say oh here's a fun game maybe i want to play it (laughs) yeah it there's just this overbearing sense of distrust um that has just really escalated around this game because as soon as someone says AI, and AI is the current bullet of, you know, everything of if it's bad, oh, it must be AI. So people just start calling out AI and then it escalates. And it's like they never mentioned, I mean, they've talked about AI in the past, I think the developer, but also what developer and publisher hasn't because it's a massive topic. Um, mm. That doesn't mean they use them here. You can accuse them because you think they have, but people state that as fact on social media without really knowing and it just escalates and it's just there's just so much distrust around marketing now and and releasing games which is just sad what do you think has caused that then do you think that is the day before situation or do you think it's been going on since before that i i think there have been multiple cases of that there's the day before there's um um like there was a lot of stuff around atomic heart last year um about where that was funded i think there's just a, a lot of different stories like this um that's all sort of manifested um and now has just been thrown at this game and i think it's become so popular that it's the thing that everybody has to have an opinion on it do you think there's a sense of so so for the people who are being like oh this is ai and oh this is this and this and that do you think there's a sense of like jealousy maybe that's stemming some of this or I mean, I think it's very easy to turn around and say, oh, these are Pokemon fans who are disgruntled, which feels like a cheap shot to me. Like, there probably are Pokemon fans that are like, oh, and actually, like Nintendo, do better. But I also think there are a lot of Pokemon fans that have grown up and want something that isn't just a kid's game and have seen something like this with designs that look familiar, um, but with different gameplay that is a bit more in inverted commas, adult, um, and, have, and have jumped on that and actually enjoying it because of its similarities to, or vague similarities to Pokemon. I was watching um, a post that popped up on uh, my Twitter feed and it was someone had made just this absolutely massive tower. <laughs> and it was just, it was quite incredible watching them build it. It was obviously done the first time, like watching them go up and up and up and they just glided over. And I was like, cool, if that's making you happy to build that tower, crack on. But it is... Yeah, quite remarkable, I suppose. It does have a different gameplay element, which is very un-Pokemon, which I think some people are forgetting in the discourse. Yeah. I saw an interesting um, tweet from someone um, that was sort of asking the question of sort of Gen Z or I guess younger generation video game players and how these are the sorts of games that tend to blow up and they're sort of slightly indie, lo-fi, slightly janky games um, that go viral like there's this obviously lethal company recently um and and various other games that are the ones that seem to be the most popular like minecraft as well to an extent 
And I guess there's that sort of sandboxy emergent gameplay thing of, well, something silly can happen and I can make a clip of it and go viral. And that's kind of the core of the game uh, or, or a core part of the game's appeal, I think, for for a lot of people. I think it's that. And it's it's also this taps into that audience, which has always been there of people who played Pokemon on Switch or, you know, if they're older, they played it on DS or they played it, if they're even older, like me, they played it on Game Boy. And now they want to play it on Xbox and uh, now they want to play it on PC and they want it to be a live service game or in in the definition of a live service game that it expands and grows over time and new features get added. And Nintendo is not making this game. It's not making a big open world 3D Pokemon in the way that um, a lot of fans have wanted. You know, like it's enormous, enormous open world. The Pokemon games are evolving slowly but as we've seen time and again um fans have lots of complaints with those you know around visual quality and how much is actually new each time and the fact that they keep getting pumped out year after year a lot of fans would love like a live service pokemon game that just that is the pokemon game and that just grows and they would love something like power world to be it um i think it taps into that as well um and that there is a huge huge audience for it clearly do you think um, nintendo pokemon etc do you think they're going to see this game and be like well this is clearly what the audience wants and be influenced by this in the future i think they know very well what the audience wants i mean they've been making pokemon games for the last 25 years and you know sort of the reason this is often said the reason why they can still release a game like scarlet and violet which still has a very loud response online saying look this isn't good enough um it it doesn't work very well on switch and it doesn't look great either it gets away with it because it keeps on selling like those games are not dwindling in popularity by any means they are enormous enormous sellers and um i i don't think there is an there is a push factor for the creatures and the pokemon company game freak to change very much because why why would they like what they're doing is already enough um that said uh i think that the conversation around scarlet and violet really did get to such a volume that i think that they are changing and we're not seeing like annual pokemon releases they they have started to sort of intersperse those with expansion years when they can sort of take a bit of a breather and work on the next big game um instead but it's a, it's a slow process and I, I think they they won't want something like power world coming out and being successful in the meantime um and showing them up um which is going to be one of the reasons why they've sort of felt compelled to act the size of power world right now makes it so it's just you, you can't ignore it um mm. i said earlier they won't have wanted to release that statement but they, now, they will have had to. now that the Pokemon company has released that statement and obviously has acknowledged that they will be potentially looking into next steps and things, what do you think those next steps are for the Pokemon company? Do you actually think that they are going to follow through and fully shut down Power World or whatever if they can? Well, this is a difficult one for them because uh, on, on the one hand, they need to protect their IP. Um, they need to protect their IP for the obvious reasons whether you know they don't want people flocking over to something else they don't want a rip-off you know trading on 
Pokemon's coattails. They also need to protect it in case someone else comes along and does actually a much better job than Power World and there isn't any to think about who made it and the fact that it's potentially copied designs. Um, if they if the, if there was this other project in the future and they could argue, well, you didn't really do anything with Power World, so you don't actually now have a legal case with us. That would be very damaging. So Pokemon sort of is compelled to at least say that it's investigating um, in this state. You've got to balance all of that, pushing them to do something with the fact that if they did do something with Power World, it would be very disruptive. You know, this is an enormous selling game. And I think like the really extreme scenario is it gets taken off Steam and there's an enormous, you know, kerfuffle over refunds and things like that. People are playing this game and they seem to be enjoying it. That's a big negative PR hit, I think, that ends up on Pokemon's doorstep because then it's like, you took away our game that we paid for. That's really mm. unfair. And Pokemon won't want to have to deal with that either. They also don't really want to have to like justify this as a thing that's sort of worthy of their attention. And this is why I said they wouldn't have wanted to really acknowledge it and put out that statement because there have been so many copies of Pokemon over the years and they haven't gone this far with those it's sort of almost like, oh, we don't really want to talk about this thing. We'd rather let it have its moment. And I think they're sort of thinking long-term, like it's probably going to spike in the next few weeks, few maybe months, and then just fade back into obscurity as every single Pokemon star game has over the past 25 years. And there's a reason that Pokemon is the one that um, all of these games refer back to. It's the only one that's been successful and it's been enormously successful. Um, is there really even a point in doing much with Power World if you sort of think that this is, you know, it's just, it's moment in the sun and then it fades back to obscurity. You don't, you maybe don't need to do that much with it. So I think they're in a really difficult position. There's a lot of conflicting things that they're going to have to be thinking about. Um, but with this evidence, or maybe it wasn't evidence, maybe it was just people making stuff up on the internet out there about potentially them copying character models out there i think that was probably what tipped the scales and and the fact that every journalist under the sun was probably co uh, asking them yeah are you going to say anything like the, the beginning of their statement is yeah we've received a lot of yeah a lot of requests for comment please this sort of sort of draws a line under it and now they've actually responded that's that's it like for now at least until yeah. it, it would need to be a very big thing now for them to come out and say something else yeah know? like we found something and we've taken action i think it would need to be a huge it, it would be a big big thing if they did that i think if pal world was smaller it would be a lot easier for them to just squash it but equally or if it, it was that small why would you bother because you can just ignore it as they have with i guess all these other pokemon like games that have gone nowhere so i think pal world is just so big that they've sort of been forced to make some sort of statement but keep it as sort of neutral as they can for now um, mm -hmm. so that they're not taking a side. And I'm, I agree with Tom that I don't think it will actually go anywhere because it would be worse PR to sort of get it cancelled than to just let it be and move on. Yeah. And this is the kind of game that will be viral for a few weeks and will do well. And yeah, they've, you know, they've already released a roadmap. They're going to be including all these extra things. It is an early access game, so it will continue, but I suspect it will have its moment now. And then uh, unless it, a miracle happens and... I don't know, one of the pals becomes a mascot somehow. I don't see it having sort of 
super a super amount of longevity in which case the pokemon company can as tom said just sort of let it die what do you both think to the comments made by i can't remember his name but the former nintendo legal officer and he said that he was genuinely surprised that it had got this far because he said that he when he was at the pokemon company he would see this kind of stuff all the time and they would just nip it in the bud um i I think that this is a sort of lightning in the bottle situation where they probably did see a lot of these things and i i'm sure they probably squashed a few of them along the way and we never saw them um but the ones that did make the light of day were distinct enough that they they were fine like legally this one is just it it just has blown up to such an extent that uh i think that they've not they've got no choice but to respond to it and not only is it blown up it's sort of hit both of those things it's blown up and it's probably the closest to pokemon designs of any of those pokemon style games and so when you've got both of those things yes i'm i'm not surprised that he's surprised and that's another you know i'm not surprised that the pokemon company have um had to chime in and i I think another reason that they won't have wanted to chime in is because this all feeds the power world hype train right and the pokemon company will know this it's why they don't say the power world name um specifically in their statement uh you know they they don't want to feed this beast that is currently you know topping steam charts the more that they make a big deal out of it, the more it, it adds to the intrigue, the more people think, oh, I better download that. Everyone's talking about it and it might get pulled as well. I need to try it before it goes. You know, they don't they don't want to do that either. Um, so yeah, another reason why I think oh, this is probably the last that we'll hear from the Pokemon company on Power World. Do you know the game I feel a little bit sorry for is Enshrouded? because that was like was that not like one of the top most wishlisted steam games similar idea like survival crafting whatever yep and uh that's is that today or tomorrow it releases in early access or is it released actually today today and it's um i i doubt we're gonna see sorry from shrouded i doubt we're gonna see the same numbers popping up agreed hmm yeah um <laughs> it's been an interesting start to the year you know, i wasn't expecting us to be in um in this position with this game uh i mean i think it's great and it's interesting that the games industry can just have these viral hits that come out of you know pretty much nowhere um i i quite like that to be honest i i think you know we deal so much with marketing release schedules and things like that and we were here last week talking about the xbox developer direct right and all of the games in that are like their marketing plan is already written and Mm. will play out per script over the next eight to ten months the rest of 2024 here is something that's come along and just completely torn that script up and everyone is i love i love it i love it it is great I can't believe. So we're 20, 25th, although it feels like the 34th of January. And we've already had some great games oh. this year, though, like Infinite Wealth and uh, the Prince of Persia game, Pal World. 
Wow. How long until Pal World hits 10 million? I think it'll do it this weekend. Mm, I'll do it this weekend. I think into next week. I think it's going to slow down. Although maybe more people will be curious now the weekend. More will play at the weekend. Yeah, that's so true, actually, because people will be then. off work. So we're at 8 million. Actually, yeah, we might even get a new, a new concurrent peak. It might beat PUBG. Is PUBG the only one it's got left to topple? Mm-hmm. Wow. So Power World's at just over 2 million concurrent, and PUBG's at 3 million. That would be... I mean, it's, it's a very difficult target to hit because PUBG back then was just on another level, but who knows? Who knows? I I, I think this weekend is going to be really interesting. It will definitely... Con- the momentum will continue, and maybe this Pokemon statement will will help, actually. But mm-hmm. uh, it's whether after that initial surge it can sort of sustain momentum into next week i think this this weekend is going to be sort of really telling for for us to see exactly what the legs are like and whether the legs are similar to pokemon's legs (laughs) that's what we'll all be looking for webbed feet (laughs) does it have a diglet equivalent or a wiglet what's the one that pops out the sand diglet Uh, Diglet, yeah i i think it i don't know if it does I quite like Depresso, the little like sulky little mining gifs I've seen. <laughs> I think it's quite funny. I'm like, that's a mood. <laughs> when did PUBG get its three mil concurrent? Uh, I think that was years ago. Yeah, years ago when it really, really, really just blew up. And before all the other battle royales uh, mm-hmm. came along, PUBG was the first battle royale pre-Fortnite making a battle royale and Warzone and Apex. So it was the only battle royale on the market, and it was the hot new genre. And everyone just piled on on Steam because of that. So, yeah. <laughs> and on Pokemon right now, there's not much going on. Like we've just had the epilogue DLC for Scarlet and Violet, but um, the rest of this year, I think, is going to be pretty quiet. They'll have something out end of this year, maybe something for Switch Two. I'd guess it'd be cross-gen just because if you're just making something for Switch 2, you're selling to quite a small uh, launch user base. If you aren't selling to Switch 2, then you're ignoring the shiny new Nintendo hardware that's already on the shelves. So uh, I imagine they've got something cross-gen, but they, they can't they can't really talk about that until Switch 2 is announced. So yeah, maybe they're sort of worried that in the interim, Power World gains a bit of a foothold. If Ed Sheeran starts singing a Power World song, that'll be <laughs> when we know Power Worldwide domination has truly taken over. Yeah, and then he gets informed about all of the discourse around it. <laughs> yeah, it won't be Ed Sheeran, it'll just be another random ginger singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be Paul from The Traitors. He might be able to sing. <laughs> yeah? We're just going down the list of ginger people in the news at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Diane and him can do a duet. Um... <laughs> to Power World. <laughs> they can get one of those YouTubers that uh, was av- going to advertise the British Army recruitment in Fortnite until they weren't. <laughs> yeah, not doing there anything currently. They're, looking, they're looking for a new gig. <laughs> why not? Why not this one? In a ginger wig. In a ginger wig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. Well, maybe let's just leave it there. Um... <laughs> Unless anyone else had any more thoughts on Power World, but what a week. 
I'm sure I, we'll have more next week. I'm sure there will be more next week, yeah. Yeah. Join us then um, for an update on whatever's going on on Power World and whatever games are blowing up then. Um, thanks for watching, listening. You made it this far. Ed, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights. Victoria? I am at Lil Chop Shop Gal. And I'm at Tom Phillips EG. Thanks for watching, listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. See you Bye. Then.